0: Amen. Hey, everybody, give it up for the worship team. Awesome, awesome. It's good to see you guys. Why don't we scoot in and scoot up, all that kind of stuff. Everybody in the first three rows and scooting in, all that kind of stuff. Good to see you. Um, feels like I haven't seen you in a while because I was gone last week, but everybody be praying for Danielle. She's a little sick today, and uh, so that's why she's not here. Um, I was sick uh, yesterday, the day before, but I'm feeling good now. So, uh, but be praying for her. She told me to tell all of you, especially the girls, that she misses you and she'll be back next week. So, and those of you that are in J High, she'll see you on Sunday. So, um, okay, so I'm gonna get right into it. Um, we are starting a new series uh, today that's gonna go for a while. We're pretty excited. If you haven't been with us for uh, very long this year. Um, let me fill you in a little bit, okay? And those of you who have been here, you, this is kind of a recap. But we are doing this fun thing uh, where we're actually trying to go through the Bible, cover to cover. And not necessarily word for word, but just uh, getting uh, the gist of the story. Because really what happens is a lot of times you go to church and they'll preach different messages. And so you just get snapshots of different areas of the Bible. And what I want to do for our group this year is to paint a picture that the, of the truth of this of this book is really that it's one big, long story of Jesus trying to get us back, okay? It's the greatest love story you've ever heard in your entire life. And uh, there's a lot to it. And so we've done, um, we went through Genesis. uh, During a series, we went through Exodus. Um, Recently, we did uh, Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. And so now we're on to the next one. And if you missed any of those and you're interested in listening to them, uh, we have a podcast that has all those messages on there. And so if you look up on Spotify or your podcast app or whatever, you look up Echo Youth Podcast, you'll find it. And so you could listen back to all the messages. Um, Or even if you'd like to listen back to uh, a message from last week or tonight's message, you can uh, find it, and that will drop tomorrow. And we try to make sure that happens uh, every week. Uh, But this series that we're going to be in is... um, A special one that's one of my favorites because it's about one of my favorite characters in the Bible. And it kind of follows along uh, the track that we've been on, right? So last we were talking about Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. And at the end of Ruth, uh, we discover that Ruth and Boaz uh, have uh, a kid who has a kid who has a kid. Eventually, you realize that Ruth uh, is like the great-great-grandmother of David. Raise your hand if you know who David is in the Bible. Anybody ever heard of David, like David and Goliath? Right, and so the title of this series because we're going to be going through basically David's story from like the the, the prequel, if you will, um, all the way to the end. the The title of this series is called "The House of David." Okay, and so we got some cool graphics uh, that we're excited about, um, and they really killed it on this one. So uh, shout out to our graphic designers. Um, but this series is called "The House of David," and so it's kind of a, a it's a, a cool trendy name or whatever just because it's about David but it's also a foreshadowing uh, name because how many if you well, if you've been here for the last few months you know that every time I preach about something that's in the Old Testament I show you how it relates to Jesus because that's who it's all about, right? It's all about Jesus. And so it's interesting uh, that the prophecies about Jesus that we'll learn later on, prophecies about Jesus say that he was from the house of David, meaning that Jesus is, lineage was directly related to David. Does that make sense, everybody? And so this story, uh, just as much as really any other that we've talked about so far, but this story especially is really, really important um, for the whole story as a whole. Because David, you'll see, David is like a really, really imperfect foreshadowing of who Jesus is supposed to be. (laughs) And let me emphasize the really, really imperfect part. Um, But we'll see uh, in some of the stories how that comes about, okay? Okay. Uh, so we're starting tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles and you want to read uh, along with me, if not, I'll have it up on the screen. I encourage you to, if you have a Bible, they'll bring it. If you don't have a Bible, we have some. We'd love to give you one. Um, but if you're, uh, if you have your Bible and you're going to read along, we're going to start in First Samuel. And so this series is really going to be through First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, and First and Second Chronicles, um, and we'll kind of compress a lot of that. Okay. So we're in First. Uh, Samuel, and bear with me, uh, being sick yesterday and then taking care of Vince today because Danielle was sick because I I didn't have as much time as I usually have to prepare a message, so um, so no excuses. It's going to be fire. Anyways, (laughs) Um, basically, this person, Samuel, everybody say Samuel. Samuel. Sammy boy. Uh, This guy, Sam, is really important to the story, and I'll tell you why. Samuel later on is the person who anoints David as king before he even became king. He said this is the one who's God chosen to be king. Samuel's also the one who anoints Saul to be king, which was the, was the king at the time. And if you remember in the book of Judges there was no king uh, and so it was kind of chaos. And so this is like the, the first instance where there's a king of Israel uh, and and uh, and that's pretty important, okay? And so Samuel becomes uh, a, a priest and a prophet uh, that is uh, very special to God. But today we're going to talk about kind of the story of how that came about, okay? So <clears throat> basically what happens is there was this woman named Hannah. Everybody say Hannah. Okay, so Hannah was married to a guy who had two wives. Kind of sketchy, okay? Okay. And the other wife in the scenario was had a bunch of kids, and and in that time, uh, a woman who had a bunch of children, especially a bunch of young uh, men, was very important, or viewed as important in society because that's kind of where the value was. Okay, and so Hannah was what we would call barren; she couldn't have any any, any children. And so uh, it was interesting though because her husband loved her the most, uh, but she really couldn't have any children. It's kind of a reminiscence of a story we heard about a guy named Joseph. You guys remember that? Um, it's kind of a similar story. And so Hannah um, is desperate for a child, and she she really wants to have uh, to be blessed with having a child, and, and specifically having a son. And and so she cries out um, to the Lord, which I think is. Uh, the first scripture i have here. and so we'll throw this up. this is um first samuel chapter 1 verse 11, all right? and we'll read it up on the screen here together. it says she made a vow and said, "o lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then i will give him to the lord all the days of his life." and a razor She'll never come on his head, and that last part's kind of weird. You're like, "What? Why don't? Why doesn't he want to shave his head?" But um, that was kind of everybody remember the story of Samson, so that was kind of the vow that they would uh, pledge to God if it was it was uh, it's like a Nazarite vow. And so, anyways, that's not all that important to this story, at least for right now, for today's message. But basically, what this is showing is that um, she was really, really hoping. For God to hear her prayers. anybody ever been there before? Were well, you really, really hoping that God would hear your prayer? And and some of us have been through uh, all sorts of different things. And and I remember different points in my life where I really, really wanted uh, God to hear my prayers. And sometimes it was a silly prayer. anybody ever prayed a silly prayer? So there, there was this. Um, I'll give you an example of a silly prayer. When I was in elementary school, there was this girl I really, really liked. And her name was Danielle. Okay? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Uh not the Danielle, you know. Uh but this girl I really, really liked. Her name is Danielle. And I used to do dumb stuff. Like I I, I would like be like walking down my stairs and I was like, God, if I could jump down seven stairs at once, maybe I'll marry Danielle. And I like jump down the stairs. Or I would just be up at night and I'd pray, I'm like, God, if if you hear me right now, I just I just want to be with Danielle forever. And so he heard my prayer. But it was just a different Danielle. Like technically, technically he showed up, and, uh, and it ended up being way better. But that was kind of a silly prayer when I was a kid, right? Or I remember one time I was praying, and, and someone told, at church told me, "You pray for whatever you want, and God will hear your prayer." I'm just kind of, you know, whatever. Theologically, I, theologically, I don't know if that's true. But um, so I was like, "God, give me a Lambo," and I was like, and I was like eight, and I was like, "God, I want to be rolling up, you know," and. Uh, and He didn't answer that prayer. I have like a little Hot Wheel Lambo. Maybe that was it. But uh, Vince has a little Bugatti that um, Ken bought him, so it's kind of tough. But we pray silly prayers like that. But sometimes we pray real prayers. Like when my dad had cancer, that was there was real prayers I was praying. Like God heal my dad. Like I don't want to I don't want to lose my dad, right? And God healed him, and and that was you know awesome and special. And there's there's been prayers that sometimes. Don't get answered uh, as as we go through tough stuff, and we don't understand, man. Why are some of it, some of them answered and some of them not answered? Anybody ever been there where you just you're praying, you hope God would answer your prayer, right? And here's the thing: we later find out that um, after this prayer that she prays later on, God here he blesses that he hears it and he honors it, and so um, Hannah has a son named. Samuel, <laughs> little Sam, Sammy boy, um, and so she has a son named Samuel, and what happens is is she um, kind of raises him to a spot where she doesn't need to be with him all the time, and she she then uh, kind of dedicates him to the Lord, and what happens is she goes to the 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 place where they would pray and things like that, and the priest was, the priest's name was Eli, and she actually lets Eli raise her son after he's at a certain uh, age, okay? But the, the first thing um, I want to talk about here, because there's a couple, as we go through the story, there's a couple things um, here that I want to talk about. And the first one is, I, I want to encourage you guys that that God does hear your prayers, Okay? And, and that's what this story is is starting to show us, and and what we've what we've heard in all the stories, right? In Genesis and Exodus and all these other stories, we hear even in the story that we just talked about a few weeks ago, Ruth, where Ruth is just asking for a redeemer, someone to, to make it, because her husband died and her and her mother in law's husband died, and and they're worth essentially nothing in that society, and she's like, "Would you hear our prayer?" And God does, and so in this instance. Um, Hannah is praying for a son, right, and, and, she, and she goes to God and she says, God, I'll give it all to you. I'll dedicate him to you. And God hears her prayer and answers it. And here's the thing that I'll say, because we, we got to be honest here. I'm not going to lie to you. Not every prayer that we pray gets answered exactly how we want it to. But every prayer that we pray is heard by God. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen the way they happen. But the Bible says that God turns all things for the good of those who love him. And so the prayers are, are, are heard and answered by God in those ways. Let me give you an example, and it's going to get kind of heavy for a second, and then we'll move on. Is that okay? Uh, and so you've heard both of these stories, and so it's not going to surprise you, but two instances where I prayed really hard and one got answered, one didn't, okay? Um, the, the first instance is when my dad had cancer. I prayed really hard, and, and, and he's good, right? The second instance was when uh, Danielle was in the hospital finding out if we we're if she was going to have a miscarriage or not. I was praying really hard. And I was praying that just similarly, I guess, to how Hannah was praying, that we'd have a son and, uh, and that uh, that would work out. And that prayer at the moment didn't get answered, right? And so you start to question, God, why do you answer one prayer and not another? But then we have this beautiful miracle baby, Vince, who's just, if you guys know him, he's awesome. Um, and, you know, you just don't know why things happen the way they happen, but the way that it happens turns out for good. And not that we, I'd wish for us to go through that kind of stuff again, but there was a, a pretty incredible moment for Danielle that I think she was relying on me too much in life. And not that this is why it happened, but God used it for this purpose. Is She said that in the hospital room, she felt that she'd never been closer to God than in that moment. And at times she wished she could go back there to that place because that's where God met her. And that, that's like an incredible incredible story, right? And, and you wouldn't expect that to happen out of despair. But I want to encourage you that everything, good or bad on the outside, can be turned for God's glory and, 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 and be used to make us whole again. Amen? And so that's the first thing. Just like in this story, God hears your prayers. And so never stop praying, okay, guys? Keep praying all the time and ask God uh, to do his will in your life, and you'll see him come through. Amen? Okay, so the next part... Uh, can we throw the next scripture on up there after that? Um, okay, so we'll leave this up, and then I'll, I'll read it. So what happens here, um, so Eli's the priest uh, at the time, okay? And Eli has two sons. Everybody say, two sons? And Eli's two sons are boneheads. The Bible actually says that they're worthless. Isn't that crazy? It says they are worthless, okay? Okay. And so what happens is is Eli's two sons are scoundrels. All right, they're hoodlums. They're snakes in the grass. They're <laughs> I'm just whatever you want to say. What's happening is, is they're supposed to be priests who are set apart uh, and, and and honoring to God. And what they're doing is they're sleezing around and doing naughty things. And uh, we don't need to go into detail, uh, but you get the picture. Okay? They're they're not being godly uh, and they're doing bad stuff. And so God tells uh, Eli, your sons are worthless. <laughs> and he basically tells him, Eli, you've failed as a father. And it's like, whoa, right? And And he says, I left this unto you, and you haven't done well with it. And so I'm, now I'm going to take it into my own hands. And so this is what God says here. God says, but I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and in my soul. And I will build him an enduring house and he will walk before my anointed always. And We can leave that scripture up. But I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and my soul. So who is God talking about here? He's talking about Samuel. God's saying, look, it was supposed to be you and it was supposed to be your sons, but they messed it up. <laughs> and God says, it's okay, because here's the thing about God. God's plan will work out whether you're down or not. <laughs> and so what happens is God says, okay, I got to take this into my own hands again, and we're going to have this guy Samuel be that. Okay? Um, so this is when... Uh, Hannah goes and she brings little Samuel to Eli and says, he's supposed to live with you and serve this house for his whole life. He's gonna, he's dedicated to the Lord. And so she gives, this is crazy, she gives her son to Eli to live there with Eli. And she goes and visited him, visits him and brings him robes and stuff. It says that. that he, so she's still present in his life. But he's really being raised by Eli, which is crazy. But it's because she dedicated him to the Lord, which is my second point in tonight's message. My second point is remember where your blessings come from. Okay? So the first one was that God hears our prayers. The second one is, guys, when, when God answers our prayers, can we remember that it was God in the first place that we asked it for? And so many times we don't do that. So many times we we, we pray a prayer and we're, we're, we're asking God for it and when it comes true, when it comes to pass in our lives, oftentimes we give ourselves a pat on the back. Man, I worked hard for that and we keep going. But it's like, where's the where's the credit in that where's the gratitude in that where's the and what happens is it gets kind of sad because when we pat ourselves on the back for all the achievements we've made whenever we mess up then we blame it on ourselves too but sometimes life just happens sometimes the mess ups the mistakes just happen right we got to be accountable for our choices but also at the same time we got to understand where our blessings come from, right? Where our provision comes from. Where if things are going good for us, I man, we got to be thankful to the Lord in that. Amen. And so Hannah didn't forget who blessed her, and she dedicated her son to the Lord. I wouldn't suggest any of us just go give your kid to the local church, but it was a different time back then. Okay, if you show up on my door <laughs> with your cousin who's like little, <laughs> and here we're dedicating this kid to the Lord. I'm not taking him. Okay. Um, but, yeah, anyways, it's just a joke. Everybody chill out. Okay. <clears throat> so they raise up Samuel. Samuel starts to grow up in this house, in this place, in this kind of a church setting, right? And um, and so he's, he's around this, and he's studying God's word, and he's gaining respect as a young man, which is kind of reminiscent of another church. Twelve-year-old young man that I remember has influence in the church. Anybody know who that is? Jesus. Uh, there's another interesting thing. I just like to point out the, the I like to point out some parallels. Can I point out some parallels? Because it's kind of cool. Check this out. So when when Hannah, uh, Samuel's mom, was praying to the Lord, it's, the Bible says that her mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out, and and it was kind of this weird thing. And Eli says, "Why are you drinking in the church? Why are you drunk?" Cause he said she, he thought she was drunk because she's like. he's like, why are you drunk? And I remember another time in the Bible when folks are praying and other folks out there are drunk. Pentecost. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Anyways, maybe it's not related. <laughs> but some cool things. Anyways, moving on to the story. This is the best part of the story. Okay? You guys ready? Everybody give me a thumbs up if you're ready for this part. Okay. So little Sammy is sleeping. He's schlumped. Yes. And he hears a voice that says, hey, Samuel. Samuel's like, uh, all right. So little Sam gets up, and he walks over to Eli's bed. He's like, hey, Eli, did you call me? He goes, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. All right. Goes back to bed, tucks himself in. Hey Samuel! What? He gets up again. Walks over to Eli. Hey, you called me? He says no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. All right, dude. Whatever. Samuel's like, man, this is weird. Samuel goes and lays down again. Samuel! He's like, bro, who's pranking me right now? <laughs> right? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Come on. Okay. You guys are too young to know what that means. But anyways. Um, so then he walks over to Eli again, and he's like, what do you want? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But Eli says, Samuel, I'm not, I'm not calling you. And then here's this next part. I'll put it up on the screen. Now, the Bible says, now Samuel did not know or did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Leave that one up for the rest of the message. You just leave that up, okay? So on the third time, he goes to Eli, and he's like, yo, what's up? And he's like, hey, listen, um, next time you hear that again, just say, here I am, I'm listening. Your servant's here listening, right? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel goes back and he lays down. Here's again, Samuel, Samuel. And he says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then God dumps this whole, like kind of heavy prophecy on Samuel, who's just a, like a teenager at this point. And he basically tells Samuel that Eli's sons are gonna die because they're worthless. And that Eli's gonna, uh, that Samuel's gonna be the new priest and all this kind of stuff. And, and he tells him this whole thing. And so <laughs> later on, Samuel goes and Eli's like, What did God say? And he's like, oh. <laughs> Well, this is kind of awkward. He said that your sons are gonna die and you're gonna die and then I'm gonna be priest. And so, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's kind of a tough thing. So I've got two more things and then we're gonna end. Here pretty soon, okay. My third thing. So the first one was God hears your prayers. The second one is remember where your blessings come from. This third one is I'm going to teach you how to do something. Can I teach you how to do something? It's okay. I want to teach you how to hear God's voice. Is that cool? Because Samuel's laying there and God's calling out to him, Samuel, 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 Samuel. and he's like, bro, who is this? And then at some point he he finds out that it's the Lord. And there's actually a hidden uh, kind of formula here in this text that shows us why Samuel didn't understand the voice of the Lord. Okay? And it's the very first line. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Everybody say, "Know know the Lord. Nor had the word of the Lord been revealed to him. Okay? So... Let's reverse those two things. This is how you know if it's God's voice. This is how you hear the voice of the Lord. The first way that you 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 get to understand the voice of the Lord is by knowing God. Amen. We got to know God. And not just know about God, not just come to youth and know about God, but we gotta we gotta know God ourselves. We gotta pray, spend some time with the Lord in, in worship and all these different things. We gotta know God. And then the next thing is we gotta know God's word. That's what it says. It says, Nor had the word of the Lord been revealed to him. Here's the cool thing about the whole reason we're doing this. This this group of series in, in Echo going through the Bible is because I want you guys to have the Word of the Lord revealed to you, and I want you to know God, so that when you're in a situation like Samuel, where God's calling to you to do something, to to maybe God wants to speak to you, you're not questioning whether it's God or not. You're like, oh, I know that voice, and that's the voice of the Lord. Amen. And 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 it may, it's. For me, it's never been like an audible voice, but but sometimes it's like a it's it's like a feeling and it's a, or it's a, an impression. Or sometimes you might just be reading the word of God and you're like, man, that's for me. Or sometimes you might just f- feel something about someone that you you want to share. I don't know. But the most important thing is that we understand the voice of God when he's trying to speak to us, when he's trying to nudge us in a certain direction. Amen. And the next one, this is this is my last point uh, for the day, is later on it gets kind of awkward, like I said. Samuel gets this word from the Lord that's like kind of not good for Eli. (laughs) It's not the best news, right, that his sons are going to die, he's going to die eventually, and then Samuel's going to be priest. But Eli tells Samuel, Samuel, tell me everything. Tell me what the Lord said. And Samuel did. And he told him. Told him everything. Didn't hold anything back. And this is the hard part sometimes about hearing the voice of the Lord. Is that sometimes we hear from God what God wants for us or what God wants for our friend, but we kind of change it a little bit because it wasn't exactly what we wanted. Does that make sense? Sometimes in our life, God's like, hey, I want you to do this, and we're like, ah, well, maybe I'll just do this instead because I don't really want to do that. That's kind of crazy. God's speaking to you at school, hey, why don't you go pray for that kid over there that looks like they're hurting. You're like, ah, that's cool and all, but that kid's kind of a loser, and I'm trying to be cool, so maybe I'll pray for them from a distance. It's kind of like the same thing, God, right? I'll pray for them over here, hey, bless them, and I'll leave it at that. God's like, no, I want you to go be with them. I want you to go spend time with that person. Or maybe it's like this. Maybe God's saying like, hey, would you invite that person to church? And you're like, God, I hate them. I don't like them at all. We're not even close to being friends. In fact, I hate everything about them. In fact, Lord, everything they stand for and believe in, I stand for and believe in the exact opposite. I would never want them around me or my friends or anybody. And God's like, yeah, but would you invite them to church? And you're like, maybe I'll just pray for them from afar. (laughs) Because I don't like them. Anybody, can we be real? Anybody have someone at school you don't like? Anybody? You got someone at school you don't like? Some of you are like uh, Billy and Sally and Joe. and (laughs) It's like name them. I got a hit list of kids at school, okay? I hate them. (laughs) You're like, okay, chill out. But listen, what do, we, what do we do, honestly, think about it, what would you do if, God, if you felt God was asking you to invite your worst enemy to church with you next week to invite night? What? You're like, but I don't know if they're cut out for church. Oh, but that's what it's all about. The Bible says that, the, that it, it's not about, the, the hospital is not for people who are already well. The hospital is for people who are sick and hurting. So Jesus says. So, I would encourage you that when we, we hear the voice of the Lord God speaks to us, just do what he says. Obey him fully. And leave, here's the next important part. And I, I talked to a friend in this group a couple weeks ago about this. This is something I, that I struggled with. And uh, actually, we've got time. So, um, Kevin, you can come back up and then uh, the band, you guys can get ready. to. We'll sing that song again at the end. We'll spend some time in worship. Um, but As the band's coming back up, Here's something that I struggled with for a long time. Can I be real for a second with you guys? Um, A lot of times when we are obedient to God, we really worry about the outcome of what's going to happen. Does that make sense? So, like, let's say God's telling us to pray for someone or God's telling us to do something um, for a long time for me, I would carry the weight of the outcome of that. So if I had like a student that was coming to youth group and I really cared about them, if a student ever left youth group and stopped serving the Lord, I, it would eat me up. I'd just be like, oh, man, that's all my fault. I didn't, I didn't do it right. And, and then God had to remind me that if, as long as I was obedient and I did what he asked me to, people are still going to make their own choices. And that's the hard truth is that you guys are going to invite friends. You guys are going to ask people to join you at church. You're going to pray for people. You're going to lead people yourself to Christ. And it's going to be awesome. But you're going to have this weight where you feel like the whole world is on your shoulders, that all your friends, all your family, everything that happens in their life weighs on you. But it doesn't. It doesn't. The only thing that is required of you is to be obedient. And that's it. And so as long as we're spending time with the Lord and we're hearing what he's saying and we're doing what he's asking of us, we're being faithful. And I'll, and I'll tell you this, if we're obedient and we're faithful, the outcome is going to be actually pretty good. <laughs> and sometimes it, there'll be things that don't go the way that we thought they were going to. and But it's not about that. God wants you to just be obedient, okay? So pray as if, Or here's how I heard someone say it. Work and live your life at times as if it's up to you, but pray as if it's up to God. So I want to work hard and I want to push for these things. And I want to do my very best in everything, but I want to pray like it's up to God, man. Like, God, this is in your hands and and I can't do it all and I'm not in charge. Same thing with all you guys. Guys, there's, There's 25, 30 people in the room right now. And I could carry the weight of, Keeping up with every single one of you and hoping that every single one of you live a life filled with the Lord and all that kind of stuff. And, and that would be great. It would make me so happy if every single one of you left high school being a Christ follower. That's my goal. But reality is, I can't carry that weight of, 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 of making sure that happens. Because that's not that's on not I me. Mean. At some point, you, each and every one of you, have to make a decision. And I can't make the decision for you. Does that make sense, everybody? And, and so I, I can't carry that weight. You have to make a decision. And in the same way, when you're inviting your friends, when you're, when you're bringing people to church, we do all those, all those things, they have to make the decision, right? It's not, on, it's not on you to get them to do all these different things. It's on them to make that decision. Amen? And so here's the thing that I want to, I want to remind you guys. God, hears your prayers. Remember where, when those things are answered, remember where your help comes from. Remember those things. Know God. Know his word because we're going to hear his voice better. And then all you have to worry about, guys, is being obedient, is just doing what the Lord asks of us. So let's stand up. And in these next few moments, uh, just real quick, we're just going to sing one song. And as we sing this song, can I encourage you guys in one thing? Just be obedient in this moment, obedient to the Lord in a way that we're just reverent to him. We're singing this song. We're worshiping him because um, he's so good. And just like in this story, God has a plan and a, and a, and a purpose for all of our lives. And, and so let's carry uh, the spirit of the Lord with us, with intention. And so let me pray and then we'll worship uh, for these last few moments. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for your love. Thank you for how you care for us. Thank you that you all your promises come true. And God, help us to just be obedient. Help us to just hear you. Help us to walk in your ways, Lord. And So, God, give us a boldness this next week to invite someone to church, to invite someone to invite night next week, knowing that it's going to be a life-changing experience. They're going to encounter you. And so we give you uh, our, our praise and our honor. In Jesus' name, amen.